笑着。Welcome to the Jane Silent Bob Minute, where we're covering the movie Clerks one minute at a time. I'm Jeff Ferry, and I'm Chris Derkach. And today we're covering Minute 68 of Clerks, quite possibly the greatest phone bill minute ever. And we're joined once again from Tarantino Minute and DC Cinematic Minute. I even said that right without tripping over it. With Mark and Nate, welcome, guys. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Thanks for having us back in black and white. Oh, uh, yeah. Listen, I realize it's just like DC Cinematic Universe. Lots of camera moves, big action set pieces. I'm sorry to give you more of the same. There's just too much going on. I can't <laughs> you guys can't handle it. <laughs> I don't get it. A, what's with the Jesus allegory? I'm really not a fan of any of this. <laughs> Good one. To be fair, none of these characters let their father die. Hey, he wanted his father. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> We're not guilty. Listen, they're dumb man steal. I gotta get my shots in while I can. Yeah, Nate all riled up. He's ready to go. You gotta be turning red over here, man. All right. So this minute, minute sixty-eight, begins with Caitlin monologuing and ends with Caitlin agreeing to a date. It's Caitlin, Caitlin, Caitlin. So Chris, we finally found out where Caitlin was coming from. <laughs> yeah, Ohio. Yeah, we probably would have known that if we did some research. <laughs> we found out it doesn't make a difference eventually you find these things out yeah I prefer our way of just trying to guess why it took her which how long did she stay she took her home, get home eight hours she was on a train for eight hours yeah so yeah Caitlin is gonna agree to his date because I guess she's a good person I don't know or she's surrendering to his date I guess yeah it's it's interesting that she is she's saying like here's it's here's what I'm trying to get at so or I'm trying to put the pieces together on this whole mess that is uh, their relationship <laughs> when they are, in fact, in other relationships, and which is fine, but it's like, is she really doing this all because of him? And the answer may be an obvious, like, yes, but at the same time, it's like, will you, though? Will you still be? Like, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, or is it... She wants to get out of the relationship with And she's Stang. panicking. Yeah, she's trying to find someone and else to go. that's it. He's just there. Yeah. And, yeah, and he's he's right. easy. Yeah, he's an easy landing. He's easy to get rid of if she wants familiar. to get rid of him, too, so it's not a big deal. That's the truth. Which no doubt she will want to. <laughs> that's messed up. Yeah. Which, uh, you ever been in, in a position where you've been in love with two people at the same time? No. No? No? Never? No. Well, she's, okay, well, she's not in love with Sang, but, you know... You know, it's it's possible. I thought you were about to tell us somebody about uh, you invited two people back to your house. Things got out of control. No, 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 no. I was no. actually just about to do a, a whole sh- scene by scene replay of uh, episode of Three's Company, and Mark kind of shut me down. So <laughs> no, I didn't. No, and it's not that's no. It has not like just. I don't want to get into it, but it's like, (laughs) no, but it's just, there's a thing where that can happen, where it's like, because I mean, who says like, you have to be in love with just one person. I mean, it's like, those are just like social constructs, right? And like, it's easy to understand if like, Caitlin is like, you know. See, I was going to make it easy by doing a Don Knotts impersonation, but Mark's just taking this (laughs) in a completely different direction. (laughs) Whoa, 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 there's no, there's no Don Knotts on this thing. This is a Roper podcast, my friend. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We're, all team, right, all right. we're team Roper. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. It's team Roper. I prefer you my people to... You guys have lived 
to break the fourth wall and stare at the camera. Yeah, I like when he talks to me personally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This has been your Three's Company Minute. (laughs) Oh, where's that? I don't want that. (laughs) No, you you don't want that. (laughs) I don't. No, I mean, I guess you'd only have to do one episode, because they are essentially all the exact same episode. It's the same, yeah, it's the same thing. Same thing. Or maybe do two. You can do one. one. One with Roper, one with Furley, and you're good. One with uh, Chrissy and the hell was the other? The other they switched that. They switched uh, the blonde girl. Uh, yeah, they switched yeah, her twice. Yeah. a couple times. Yeah, yeah, they switched her a couple times. I because the, the second girl, the one that yeah, the one that's a nurse shows up in yep. Mallrats. That's right. Right. That's where we're going with this, Mark. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> where we're going. We brought it all See, back. We got there. <laughs> Yeah, we, we have there. Ben Affleck on our podcast. They're going to have Ben Affleck on their podcast. That's, I thought that's why we were invited. Yeah, <laughs> it's all coming together now. I got a I got a board behind me with a bunch of uh, pins in it with strings. How it all ties together. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's no Ben Affleck or Three's Company in this scene. No. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure Caitlin would be down for Three's Company. It's yeah, she probably would be. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he's they could call maybe Rick, Dante's call Rick Darrison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, at one point in the later minutes, she does ask Randall to hold her down. It's a good point. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She tells him he's the inspiration for this bold and momentous decision. I don't buy that for a second. No. <laughs> her her lines are just so interesting. You know, they it sounds for someone who's like, yeah, I'm about to break up with my boyfriend and and try to get with you and drive eight hours to Ohio. Like it sound her her way of speaking, and it's very much like Kevin Smith dialogue. Like it's just in his writing, it's the way he would write something out. But the way she she says it, you know, word for word, what's written down almost, and it just sounds so like um, acted, not even well, delivered. Yeah, yeah, signed, sealed, and delivered. Yeah, but it's like I mean, what am I trying to say? Like her way of talking is like. Well, uh, like I'm off to, you know, head back or whatever. It's very just like um, Elizabethan. That's not the yeah, right yeah. Just like <laughs> really, it, no. That was a shot. In the dark. It's like it's like Kevin Smith wa- like wrote it to be a stage play. Like, the, like he wrote it to be acted yeah. out in in dramatic. Yeah. Like it was written to be dramatic. Like and, yeah. and it is delivered dramatically in a way where the setting is like more trying to be realistic. So you, you get both. It's almost like it's on purpose that it's supposed to be stage performed. You know, we say like, oh, it's like, it's right for a stage production, but it almost feels like it was meant to be, mm-hmm. written to be. Oh, yeah. And Kevin is a big fan of, he doesn't let a $1 word sit when a $5 word can go in there. Yeah. So nobody... That's how I write. Well, not, <laughs> yeah, instead of being like, uh, I'm just going to go over there, someone will say... Uh, I'm gonna have to find my way over there. They have to add a couple extra words in there, make it a little bit more, a little more flourish than's necessary. I gotta say the um, for being in black and white, this this backdrop just works so well because it just is black and white already. So you get like the more you stare at it, and like obviously in a film, you probably like watching this film from start to end, you probably don't give a shit about what's the backdrop behind them, but. It being there, and the longer I stare at it, it's a nice design with like what seems like kind of disorganized like labeling, like as it kind of fills in the background. But the more I stare at it, the more I go like, you know, this is a really nice shot with like this black and white tile kind of structure. 
I'm digging it. Yeah, I, I definitely nice feel pattern. like this is one of the you know, one of the actual shots that he set up of like, oh, I think if somebody if they stand right here, it'll look more interesting. Mm-hmm. And there's not really that much distraction behind them either. There's nothing to read. There's nothing to look at back there except for the tile, except for the uh, VHS tapes. Is what that is back <laughs> there. You really get to concentrate on Dante ruining his life. You're right. He does give a good no sell though of like, <laughs> what? Like, tell me, what did you mean? The hell did he say to her? <laughs> well, she says, I choose you, which catches him off guard too, I think. That's why he's like, so what are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> which she just spent like a whole, like two minutes saying about how she, she wants him. Yeah. And not the life that she's currently living in. And just like wasted two minutes ago. I'm sorry, what was that? It's like, yeah, it's comedy gold. Yeah, it works. Yeah, and then she throws, she asks where Randall is and throws some crap in his direction about him being an obedient lapdog. So Which I guess I would, we know what she thinks of him. I would honestly think it's the other way around. If anybody's a lapdog, I think it's Dante, not Randall. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, like, that's, yeah. that, it's, it's so weird having her, like, I'm, I guess it's pro- projected uh, passive aggressively. Um, if you're kind of going along the lines of you keep the same company that you are, um, you know, an obedient lapdog would probably hang around another obedient lapdog <laughs> and it's just kind of coming out in that passive aggressive way. Well, yeah. And they're a little, they're a little group there. Listen, uh, got- Randall's, <laughs> Rand- Randall's definitely his alpha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, you guys manage a store. You guys are clerks. You guys are lapdogs. There's no one on top of, you know, yeah. none of you are the alpha. You're both omegas at this point. <laughs> But it doesn't matter because people, no matter how small the group is, there's always a hierarchy inside the group. You're all clerks. You're all making minimum wage. You're all worthless. Which is, if you see clerks too, it, that gets brought home in a bigger way mm-hmm. where they start to pull this crap on each other and they and they have a customer flat out say it to them of like, you make minimum wage. I don't care what you say. That's awesome. Which is even more horrific because that's 10 years after this. At least in this, they have the excuse of they're only in their 20s. It's a good mentality to kind of accept in your life. Just, I make minimum wage. Fuck out of here. What do you want? Yeah. But the great thing about a minimum wage job, which is what makes it so annoying that he gets called in, he has all this angst about it. The great thing about a minimum wage job is at any point you can be like, oh, fuck this, and just walk out the door. Mm-hmm. Like, you're 22, you don't have a family, you don't have kids, what do you care? At the all you have is this. You have, you have a girlfriend and, and, and the girl you're cheating on her with. <laughs> That's the life, man. Let me tell you. Oh yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of work. Of this movie. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. It sounds like too much work. I, I don't want that. That's a I job. Think, <laughs> I know. That's what I told my wife. You don't have to worry about me ever straying. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of leg work trying to cover shit up. But I can't. No. You I like, listen. Yeah. I can't hide buying a Christmas present from her. <laughs> like, I'm gonna have this like intricate affair going on on the outside. No way. You watch too many TV shows. Yeah. And I was like, and you'll notice whenever there's these really crazy going behind the wife's things, like those guys always have money. It's always a lot easier to watch hide you. shit when you have like a you got like a private jet and shit to hide it. <laughs> watch, you're watching way too much Mad Men over here. <laughs> yeah. No, the only time you got to start getting worried is when they start watching stuff like on the Discovery Channel. I'm like, and here's ten more shows in a row about spouses that kill their husband. You're like, what are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> like, look, they just taught me about a poison that can't be traced. You stop Here, eating. You, you stop eating for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm good. We're going out to eat. Yeah, I'm not hungry. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, right at the end, Caitlin finally agrees to date. 
the dinner well, in a movie. Before that, she, he says, screw it, I'll close up and leave him a note. And she says, you're too responsible for that. He's done it twice already. <laughs> yeah. Well, she doesn't know about the funeral or the hockey game. Right. Or He's not too responsible Any other times that. it's left. <laughs> well, as we learned, those were obligations that could not be met at any other time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where she right after that's where she mentions that her mom loves saying too. Well, it's the second time she said it. She said it last week too. Yeah, but he says, "Who doesn't?" And she said, "Me, I guess." Well, yeah. Now, that's the only the only true part of this is that she doesn't. Love she doesn't love anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good state to be in. Yeah, it's gonna keep saying that because hey, you, you may be right. <laughs> um, but is, is the dinner in the movie thing? Is that um, is that Dante trying to? to tie down the woman that he wants to be with or is that Dante just being an unoriginal like speck on the earth kind of thing uh yes <laughs> I also okay. think it's it's also especially either on like a that's why a lot of times that's your first date or like these guys getting back together I feel like that's a safe date to go on I was yeah. gonna say safety yeah, yeah. it's just something like you do is like hey listen I know you're like this wild flower out there that I can't control and whatever. But you know, if I start with just a date in a movie, we can, I can like, I can rope it all in. You know, like, because you, you know, you're so infatuated with this person because maybe she represents what he doesn't have, which is like some sort of freedom. You know, he's stuck being his minimum wage job and all that. Like, life sucks. Like this day in day out. Like this shit. So why not bring her down to his level? Which is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know. Yeah, her, her level was more like, let's get naked on the beach. Which you should be saying, dude, what are you doing? Exactly. You should have fallen right along. Right go. Yes. Oh, here. Yeah. <laughs> to, to paraphrase from another uh, movie that was done by Minutes, if someone asks you to get naked on the beach, you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, he screwed himself out of that thing at all. Now she backed down to dinner in a movie. Now he's going to have to put in some legwork to get her naked. Yeah, I mean, it's really fucked up. I'm assuming not much from what we've heard about her. But. <laughs> and again, if you just go out to the beach and, you know, you bang her and that's it. And tomorrow she's off with some other dude who gives a shit because, you, you know, you've cut the cord at that point. Like, go out and bang someone else on the beach. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. The only problem is he wouldn't do that. I would say if Dante could do that. He's been following her around since she left. He's been calling her. Well, and if she phone. walked away now, like say they just they like they bang this night, and she goes back to Ohio tomorrow, he he would stay with Veronica. He'd never tell her. Yeah, and he would still call Caitlin every night before he you know before he went to bed. Oh, imagine this movie with today's technology, where uh, they had cell text phones. messages and yeah. Like I mentioned about the phone bill. Could you imagine what the phone bill is for these two jokers calling <laughs> each other? Oh God! From New Jersey to Ohio in like 1994. Oh, right, you got long distance. I don't even think about long distance anymore. <laughs> You don't even need the phone anymore in today's age. You just yeah, message right. them through any. Yeah. There's like 20 different ways of t- contacting someone nowadays. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I don't doubt that there's already been a movie that's kind of like the modern day Clerks. I'm sure there's a movie out there where some people are like, "Yeah, that's it." You know, like, "Oh, you want what would Clerks look like in the modern age?" You know, just go watch. Uh, I don't know what's a movie that exists. Uh, 90 minutes or less. I don't fucking know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, but like something like that is like, you know, that exists. But um, I, 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 you know, I've never really given this movie, you know, too much thought. I've always seen it as just like a, I guess a coming of age story. But it, it could see, it could be even worse. It could be like a, not a coming of age, but more of like a, 
A, D, a coming of DH. Yeah, more of like a uh, midlife crisis. Like, there you, you go. Like, look at what... It's almost like looking back at, like, into a well. It's probably why it's in black and white, because you're reflecting on decisions you made where you did not make decisions, and you stayed yes. where you were, kind of thing. Well, this you is, get what, like this is where Dante... This is his day to wake the hell up. Yeah. I mean, from age God knows when until 22, he's been a child, and mm-hmm. he's still acting like one. So, like, he needed something major to happen to him, and... All the all the groundwork is set for that now. It's not going to blow up in his face until a little bit later, but he's made all the mistakes already that are going to lead to his eventual demise. <laughs> not literally. Rough. That was in the original. That was in the original ending. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's this movie, man. It makes you it just makes you angry at the people <laughs> who are making decisions. Like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> Because, again, it's like you expect a movie where it's like, yes, please do what I would never do in actual life. But they're just doing what you would do. It's like the decisions you would make. And you're like, why would I make those decisions? And you get mad at yourself, like, subconsciously. And I'm sure if you ask Dante at this point, he could somehow try to use, like, circular reasoning and be like, oh, I'm not I'm not cheating on Veronica. I, I was just talking to Caitlin. Yeah. And we're just going out. We haven't done anything. Like I'm sure he would. Ha- I'm sure he still has an excuse till this point. Yeah. My last note that I wrote down was so he's going on a date without telling Veronica. What a guy. <laughs> a real stand-up fella. All right. I think I've taken all I can of Dante this minute. Uh, I think I'm good too. Yeah. I don't want to be depressed anymore. <laughs> you guys got me thinking about relationships and stuff, and it's like that's not my forte, well, gentlemen. Well, you'll be better when you go over to Pulp Fiction. You know, somebody will get shot. <laughs> you'll be good. I'm okay with that. I can deal with that. <laughs> I can deal with getting shot. I can deal with cool hair. I mean, unless, hopefully you're not up to, like, the, the Marcellus Wallace in the basement scene yet. Hopefully that's not, like, your follow-up to this. We'll see. Stay tuned. I have stay tuned. We're talking about current, buddy. I'm current. <laughs> Depends on when this comes out. What are you talking about? This is coming out next week. We're a little behind. <laughs> oh, shit. Been there, done that. All right. So, Chris, you got anything else? No. Thank you, Yolanda. I didn't speak up. Well, just the way she she speaks at the end, like she's in Shakespeare or something. But other than that, no big deal. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Shall I take leave of you? Yeah. It's really strange the way she does, she delivers that line at the end there. Uh, Alas, poor Dante. I knew him well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but other than it's that, Kevin Smith guess. writing. I'm telling you. It, it seems even worse, though. It seems like Kevin Smith trying to write, you know, in olden speak, like Shakespeare. Well, it's speak. not even that. It seems like... What today, I feel like this would be Kevin Smith's first draft, and then he'd go back and be like, ah, I could probably lose that. Yeah. It would just make a lot of sense. Were that, did we miss something at any point? Were they talking about any movie or something to Caitlin and Dante? Were they, were they referring to anything? You know, maybe she, maybe in the past, maybe she's made fun of his name for being Dante. Maybe they've had to read you know, uh, Dante Alighieri's, you know, Inferno or whatever, and maybe she's just always doing this Shakespearean, like, poetic talk. Because his name is Dante? Yeah, and so she's, like, (laughs) quoting, like, she's, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I think that's a messed up way of thinking. (laughs) It also seems awfully deep for Caitlin. Yeah. Yeah, that that too. And you're going to attribute someone's name to the stylized way of speaking to them? That's a... It it seems very fun. Again, way too much work. You would do that. Would I do that? Yeah. I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think we've 
we've come to the end and we're going to pray that tomorrow when we come back or Friday when we come back that we don't have to watch these two in the RST video anymore. Uh, why don't you tell the guys, where they, everybody out there, where they can find your podcasts? Yeah, you can find us all on twooldmedia.com. Uh, it's uh, like a T-O-O, too old, you know, for uh, f- phonetic. Spell it out for me. Yeah, there you go. I need to spell things out for you. Uh, twooldmedia.com, where Mark and I do DC Cinematic Minute. Uh, we also do Tarantino Minute with our other host, Mike, and it's a real fun time. We're on all social media. Just uh, search for things. Use those buttons on that keyboard. Click them. Search for Tarantino Minute and DCU Minute and also Austin Powers Minute. There you go. Oh, good job. Way to get that other plug in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, if you're looking for us, we're a dueling genre with a bunch of other Minute podcasts like Rocky Minute, Toy Story Minute, Back to the Future Minute, Teenage Mutant Minute. Minute. I left that one for you. I know, thanks. <laughs> uh, Ferris Bueller Minute. Harry Potter minute, Lord of the Rings minute. I think I'm doing my length of movie. <laughs> I think the, I think the Lord of the Rings guys like their first movie is like equivalent to like three of our movies. I know. I, I couldn't do it. It's like it's like 300 minutes or something. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't know how they did it. Yeah, no I watched thanks. the movie once. I thought uh, I thought that was good enough. Um, yeah, you can also uh, check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Jane Silent Bob Quicker Stop is our little group. Um, make sure you go over to Movies by Minutes, check out all the other Movies by Minutes. Um, at last count, I think there were 75 of them up there, so chances are there's a movie or two that you'd like to listen to. I don't think that's an exaggeration. Minutes. I think 75 might be right. I'm not exaggerating. I heard wow. somebody say it on their podcast. Wow. Of those 75, two of them are ours. We're <laughs> <laughs> Jane Silent Bob Minute, and never forget our original Minute by Minute podcast of The Burbs. Yeah, whose uh, deluxe edition's coming out real soon. I know on the on uh, Blu-ray. Yeah, it's gonna be a a grand Christmas present for we me. We may have to do a bonus right, episode. Chris, anything else? No, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his sweet company too. Come and dance on our floor. Take a step that is new. Stop talking. I'm trying to get you to end <laughs> I know. <laughs> I bailed.